Hey everybody, welcome back to the Playing With Power podcast, the issue-by-issue retrospective on Nintendo Power Magazine. I am your host, Ben. With me, as always, is my co-host, Mike. How's it going? And we do not have John tonight. He has other plans. Hopefully, he'll rejoin us uh, next time. So, uh, we... If we, we, if, our, if we can get the bail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, they have the, the cops have to find him first. <laughs> so... Um, definitely don't look in my basement. All right. Anyways, uh, <laughs> so we all took a, um, assignments of of, of uh, video games that are that are featured in this issue to to play and review. And then and John fucked off John, and doubled our course load. <laughs> yeah, he kind of bailed last minute, so we didn't uh, review those games uh, unless you did. <laughs> I didn't. Anyways. Oh no way. Let's get going here. We're on February 1995, or Volume 69, and we have yeah. <laughs> we have Mega this is Man. A sin. John missing issue 69. This is a sin. Well, he's trying. He's trying to get a 69 going right now. <laughs> All right, uh, we got Mega Man X2 in the cover with a sweet uh, action shot of an illustration of Mega Man X, or just X as he's known in the game. Charging at the screen, and you've got the because he's going to give it to us. <laughs> and we got uh, whatever the gator uh, boss is. Gator bait. Gator bait. Let's not hold the man. That's a throwback. That's a callback to like episode five, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still laughing. I hear you say, "Oh, I'm a chum." <laughs> okay. Uh, I, yeah, we we certainly peaked. Yes, early. Okay, so moving on in, we've got the same advertisement we saw last time with the big uh, greasy, sweaty uh, janitor guy. You know you're in terrible shape when a hole in your shirt makes it look like you spilled food on yourself. <laughs> okay, next page. Is another ad we've seen before. You, um, oh no, this one's new. New ways to get gameplay help, and it's got a creepy illustration of lips and a nose. Yeah, it's like those weird, like uh, almost like uh, caveman monolithic style, like yeah. glyphs, but it's like a close up of some big ass lips. Yeah, and it's uh, advertising their. Uh, now one nine hundred number <laughs> to get uh, beginning March first. You can call our new nine hundred number to talk to a Nintendo gameplay counselor and learn all the secret tips and strategies. And get fucked for a dollar twenty five a minute if you're in Canada. So this is when they they're trying to charge for their gameplay counselors. It was free before this, and if you want the free version, you call the local number of one two zero six which is a voice response unit, which operates 24 hours a day, features highly detailed pre-recorded messages that guide you through amazing RPGs like Final Fantasy III and Illusion of Gaia. So, and it it's got have, this weird close-up of, uh, of a smile, like, like faraway eyes and way closed-up teeth. Yeah, that computer is way too happy about whatever disembodied hand is pushing on its buttons. You just pushed the joy button. Yeah, it's it's messed up. 
Table of contents for feature games. They have a 16-page Super Punch-Out special, which we'll gloss over, I'm sure. Mega Man X2, Kirby's Dream Course, The Lion King Part 2, Sports Scene, Wolverine, C- and then I think for Game Boy, it's Sequest DSV, Desert Strike for Game Boy. Well, I played DSV for the uh, SNES. And then you failed your homework assignment. And then we have, uh, for Tape 2 reviews, and they're reviewing things just for a second time, they have cover a game called Pieces, Kirby's Avalanche, uh, C2, Judgment Clay, which is uh, Clay Fighter 2, Tiny Toons, Wacky Sports, and then we have uh, Special Features with uh, Donkey Kong Land, that's the Game Boy version. They talk about uh, the FX chip news, and they have a little feature about Star Fox 2 in here. So uh, the timing of recording is this is just after the uh, Super Nintendo Classic Mini has been released. So we've all played the, the ROMs here, and we talk a little bit about Star Fox 2 since they never have a full feature. Okay, moving on to the player's pulse. You want to take the first one about the the Mana Knight? Oh, yeah. And we got it's a girl gamer, Katie Cowett from Sheridan, Wyoming. And she says, I am the boy who wields the sword. I am the boy who brought terror to this world. I seek the courage to set things right, to rid the world of darkness, to bring back the light. My companions and I set off on our quest. We search new lands, we try our best. By cannon or dragon, we fly through the air fighting monsters. Should we try? Do we dare? We defeat the Emperor, but it was too late. The Mana Fortress has risen and left us to our fate. The boy that left home is no longer here. For I am the Mana Knight, full of courage, without fear. The sight of the Mana Beast brought pity to my heart, but it had to be done, though it nearly tore me apart. Finally, peace is restored to this world for now. So it's a bit of a rhyming couplet, bit of free verse, and uh, wow, this is some touching poetry. She really, really hits home the burden of what it was to be the Mana Knight. Yeah, for sure. Next uh, letter is from David Lanchert of Rigo Park, Nevada. And uh, he's got a, included a photo here. And I'll, I'll discuss that <laughs> in a moment here. It says, Last summer while in Italy, I was visiting my friends at their grandmother's house in the countryside. It has been a yearly tradition to bake homemade bread there. This year we wanted to try something new. This is our bread boy. <laughs> I would appreciate it if you would print the picture of our creation along with their names in mind. Their names are Giorgio and Danielle Mangiano from Cefalu, Italy. And there is quite literally a bread version of a Game Boy picture. And it, it looks fucking great. And, and that is delicious. Nintendo Power responds <coughs> with, looks pretty good. How did it taste? What's next, Mike? Did they, I, I wonder, did they finish it off in... Eight bites. Oh. <laughs> so we got Ben Zellers from Madison, Wisconsin. It says, I was recently reading Pack Watch, volume 66, and on the very first article about the Lion King, over half the article was spent telling me how superior Super Nintendo is to Genesis. Bias in a Nintendo magazine get out. This has to. Oh, this has also happened in several previous pack watches. Don't get me wrong. Super Nintendo is better than Genesis, but I don't need you to remind me every other issue. 
Over half of the game review was spent telling me about how Super NES is better about Genesis 2. It says more about you than the game. Oh, fuck, calling them out on their narcissism. And they printed this. <laughs> Would you ask your pack watcher to please cut this out? I'd rather hear about games than comparisons. Oh, there's no retort, but I can't believe they printed it. They, they, they did That's it. That's hilarious. They did. <laughs> it's like, stop shoving it down my throat, Nintendo. I get it. <laughs> oh, here's trouble. It says right beside it, if you're in the mood to write, we're in the mood to read. We want your thoughts on the virtual boy. Ooh. Okay, next uh, letter is from David Werner from Burke, Virginia. He says, the Donkey Kong Country video was awesome. I'm I really agree with him. Uh, yes. I'm really impressed by the graphics, but everything else looks great, too. I especially thought the host was cool. I hope you have more videos in the future. Oh, yeah. The sneak preview of Killer Instinct at the end was great. Enclosed is a picture of me at Camden Yard in Baltimore, Maryland. I had just received my Super Metroid issue, so I took it with me just in case the game was slow. Give up the good work and play it loud. And he's got a picture in here. We'll take the next one. Yep. From Chris Randolph from Cleveland, Tennessee. Is Cleveland in Tennessee? A different Cleveland. What happened with all the comics? Yeah, what happened to Nestor? Did they did the last Nestor we read was it a like did they say it was the last Nestor or did no. they just like yank it out on us? They just yanked out the Nestors. I don't think that's what he's talking about. He's talking about like the Metroid comics. Well, that too, that too. But it just occurred to me. We haven't seen Nestor in a while. Like, I know Howard left, but did they ever, like, did we get a send-off for Nestor? We never got a send-off for Nestor, no. Those fuckers. Yeah. Anyway, the comics were one of my favorite parts of your magazine. Well, yeah, with Zelda and Mario, fuck yeah. With all the new games, it should be easy to come up with some good ideas for a comic. Yeah, we, we enjoyed the Star Fox comic. Anyway, they replied, Your question has been asked many times by our readers. We may introduce a new comic and feature issues, but for now we're concentrating on bringing you the most gaming information and why Sega can suck it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think they addressed it by saying there's there's so many games to cover now, they, they needed more space for the games, essentially. Yeah. Next letter is from Paul Thompson of Clarksville, Indiana. And uh, he says, while I was waiting for Mortal Kombat 2 to come out, I got bored. So I decided to make my own action figures. They are made from old army figures, hot glue, modeling compound, paper, and tons of model paint. I hope you like these enough to put them in a future issue. And he's enclosed a photo. They look pretty sweet. And they say, great work, Paul. Very cool. Paul also sent in a photo of Scorpion applying the finishing touches to one of his opponents. It was probably Sub-Zero. It was hard to tell. It looked as if he had suffered a severe meltdown. Huh. Well, we need to look up this guy. Sure. Oh, shit. There's too many Paul Thompsons. Okay. I see two from Clarksville, Indiana. And they bo they're both white guys with beards. <laughs> He's cloning himself. We may need we may need to mitigate this... Uh, we're going to have to divide. We're going to we're gonna delegate. That's the word. We're going to have to delegate our search. There you go. We definitely want to have this guy on the show because if this is what he's done as a teen, mm -hmm. who knows what the hell this guy's done up to, been up to now. True. Well, you don't know You don't know that he's a teenager. Maybe he was uh, 47 when he wrote in Nintendo Power. You don't know. Could, could be a crackhead <laughs> now. Who knows? <laughs> could be. Could still be a plumber. You never know. 
All right, you need to get the next one. All right, the Ode to... Oh, wait, not yet. We got David Rudman from Rocky Hill, Connecticut. Yes. Okay. A few days ago, I received Donkey Kong Country after waiting for about a month. Nintendo and Super NES are great, but you have to pay attention to other things, too. I received a poor report card, and now I can't play my NES or Super NES until after Christmas. This is a note to anyone still in school. Put your education first. Those who take this, the longer route will reap their reward. <laughs> and they say, good advice, David. It's always good to keep your priorities straight. What a weird thing for a kid to write in about. Yeah, it's like, I was addicted to games, and my parents disciplined me appropriately. <laughs> and then he's like, it's like uh, maybe his mom wrote it or something. <laughs> That's what I think it is. It's propaganda. I think his mom wrote it in. I don't think it, I don't think David wrote this. That's bullshit. Okay, so we don't have John to do our uh, our Letterman impression. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't do Paul Schaefer. <laughs> okay, well I guess it falls on me to be Dave. Okay, we got the top ten video game parodies. Yeah, all right, Dave. Paul, let's let's put it up on the board. All right, all right, we got number ten, Super. Car Wars, the golfer puts back. Ah, uh, one name. <laughs> all right, all right. Next up, we got Schoolhouse Vania, Simon's Test. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> all right, and number eight on the board. Number eight, Mario's Pop Machine. Mario's Pop Machine. You get it, Paul? No. Me, me neither. <laughs> Number seven, Power Rangers versus Predator. Ew. What? Well, I assume the Predator would blow them the fuck up and it would be really gross. How is this a video game parody? He's just throwing random shit together now. Next up, Driller Instinct, the Bit Wars. What are are what? is it like nerds fighting in Killer Instinct as as engineers or the fuck? Okay, so we had two good ones so far, and then it immediately fell apart. Yeah, Schoolhousevania and Super Power Wars was good. Next up is, all right, all right, let's let's go for a redemption, Paul. Okay, here we Street, go. Street Fighter Tune featuring Monty Bison and Babsh. Who the fuck is Babsh? <laughs> Babs? Is this supposed to be like Babs Bunny? The I fuck guess. Is... Oh my god! Did this kid write this in crayon? I don't know. Number four. And why did they give it such an odd font? I don't know. It's, it's really like, difficult it's like to this, read. Yeah, it's like this weird... This is a weird... Is there a name for this font? There's just a weird thing in the 90s, and this is very evident in this issue. It's just like, let's use tons of different fonts. We've discovered fonts, everyone. We've got these things called word processors. Which and can... guess what? <laughs> they have more than one option for letters. <gasps> oh, Do you good. know there's different types of letters, and they're called fonts? Oh, we can throw backgrounds underneath shit, too. Look at this background. Let's put this under this letter. Let's have tiny fonts. Let's have tiny letters in a, in a smaller size. Anyway, all right, all right. Okay, tap. Do I have a piece of paper to tap? All right. All right. All right. Cold Germ Tim Adventures in a Nose. Oh, the good one. <laughs> we all, we all get sinus infections. We're back. <laughs> All right, number three. That's number three. Wild Bake the Pie Puzzle. 
Oh, I don't know what that's a parody of. What the fuck is this referencing? I don't know. All right, number two. Number two. Turn and burn bad pancakes. Oh, that's referencing that racing game. Dave. <laughs> All right. Number one. Number one. Number one. All right. Number one. Mortal Wombat, Australian Panic. That's not bad. Okay. Uh, I'm pretty sure throwing my cards against the, to the camera was lost on a audio medium. <laughs> okay, let's see here. Ode to Nintendo. So this is another poem. Black letters on a black, purple, and blue yep, background. Definitely, what could go wrong? Definitely helpful. Helpful reading. Okay. These pricks just discovered clip art and <laughs> have got no sense of restraint. Uh, it's like those awful forwards you get from like distant relatives to your email. Anyways, Zach Snow, no relation to John, from Agora Hills, California, says, I think that I shall never see someone who can pass level three with Goombas and Koopas and Babams galore. Of course, there are a whole lot more. I cannot defeat the piranha plant. I just can't seem to. No, I can't. But I'll set it on the easy mode and use my super secret code. I die on the stage where Mario dives, but I just got 200 lives. Beat level three. Ha! I can do it if I just put my mind to it. Oh no, I lost. This is so lame. Want to use Nintendo game? So, he's a fan of Mario Brothers 3 and apparently Joyce Kilmer. <laughs> Who's that? The guy that wrote the poem, I think that I shall never see a poem as lovely as a tree. Hmm. Clearly I'm not up in my poetry. Neither am I, but I have a phone that has internet. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, you want to do the last one here? Okay. Wow! That's what first came to mind when I watched the Donkey Kong exposed video. The graphics and music totally rock. I'm reserving my copy ASAP. Congratulations are way overdue to the creators of Donkey Kong Country, Job Well Done, by Kelly Bristol, Max Bass. Oh my god, is that a Backstreet Boy? <laughs> the city? <laughs> Max Bass, Newfoundland? Uh, that would be North Dakota. Uh. Okay. Let's move on. When can America finally get past this partisanship and unite the Dakotas? Mm. Can we get a peace deal up in this bitch? At least they're not threatening nuclear war. Okay. Well, <laughs> what, 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 once, they, once, they, once they break that trebuchet technology, then it's cow dung city. Did you say trebuchet? Yeah. Trebuchet. How do you say the word uh, Grand P-R-I-X? Grand Prix? <laughs> there you go. You think I was going to say Grand Prix? Yes. <laughs> We're off to the Grand Prix races. Oh, it's totally... All right, everybody. It's rednecks turning left. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> no, Grand Prix races would have been that guy that was... That jogger that was running with his junk flop around. 
<laughs> I can't believe he didn't feel the wind. He's like, my bow, my wedding tackle is flapping out, flapping from side to side. If I can't feel the wind, Donnie, you'd think I would at least feel something slapping on my legs. Well, like, I just thought it was funny. Lost like containment. No one else. No one else is uh, like saying anything to him or doing anything. Like, but it's like high fiving him. Woo! <laughs> well, they're and like, the gentleman. Yeah. Coming down to uh, third place here is clearly supporting Harambe. <laughs> uh, well, well, they they probably think that he's like this is the men rights this is the men rights activist version of free the nipple. It's just free the cock, <laughs> free the dick. There you go. All right. You know, uh, if women can show their nipples, I can show my dick. There you go. Because that's totally the same. <laughs> Nobody wants to see it. Mega Man X2. So, this is a follow-up to Mega Man X. It's a really good game. If you like the Mega Man X game, uh, you'll like Mega Man X2. Uh, same art styles, same type of music. Um, it's, you have a few more abilities. You have a... Uh, I forget what this is called. It looks like a jet. Um, like an air... Oh, gosh, a snowmobile, but in the air kind of thing. Oh yeah, I call it like the land speeder thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you get that in certain levels. <laughs> oh god, the first villain here looks like a looks like a sex toy. Yeah, I mean, there's not a whole lot to say about the game as as far as the basics because it's very similar to Mega Man X. I mean, um, stories typical. You know, you're you're fighting actually you're fighting Sigma again, so I'm sure you'll fight Doctor Wily again. You know. Uh, yeah, fairly predictable. It's there's got, no Doctor Wily in the uh, X universe, as far as I know. If if I'm wrong, listeners, yeah, let they me know. they ruined it. In the remember, they ruined the spoiler in the first Mega Man X coverage. They're like, oh, it turns out Sigma was just being forced to do it by Doctor Wily. No way. I yeah, can't. they spoiled it in the ending of the coverage. Frig. Yeah. How is Doctor Wily still alive? I don't know. Anyways. Anyways, um, there's a really nice intro to this um, uh, 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 game. It's a full level. It's got nice animation, all that kind of stuff. So it's a nice introduction to the to the whole game. A little bit better than the first one, I would say. Anyways, so we're just going to run through the levels and the um, robot masters, as it were. So first up, Mike, who do we have? Well, the first one we got is this weird sex toy called uh, Wire Sponge. Who looks like basically a uh, cucumber dildo thing? <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how to describe him. He's uh, yeah, like a plant of some kind, and he's got these um, kind oh, of like uh, yeah, springy arms with um, oh tentacles. Gosh. No, I'm thinking like a sharp thing that ninjas throw. Shurikens. Oh, at the yeah. end of them, kind of like that. Oh, uh, what the hell are those? Uh, those, they, uh, they've got like those things, like those uh, throwing daggers, but they're on a chain. Oh yes, I don't I have no idea what those are called though. Like kunais with a chain, mm-hmm. and he's got that thing going on. I think as we actually well read about that <laughs> in the Ninja Gaiden uh, game coverage way back. Uh, and like the way his hands are. He's got like his hands like he's like a spooky zombie like 
Ooh. Yeah, like that kind of creep, that kind of creepy, not like actual creepy. Either that, or he's that guy in the office that is always giving out inappropriate shoulder massages <laughs> and just like creeping up behind people. Hey, Tina, how's it going? Oh, you looked a little tense there. And you're like, get away from me, Paul. <laughs> Next guy is Crystal Snail. You never think about a snail being badass. Um, they did an okay job trying to make a snail look badass. <laughs> yeah, they did about as good as they could. And it, uh, it's, it's not awful. Yeah, I mean, the, the fighting him is kind of fun because, you know, once you get him outside of his shell, he's vulnerable. So there's that whole mechanic. And apparently he can, he can tuck into his shell and then become a rocket inside his shell. Yep. It's a it's so a it's, fun it's like box to play against. You ever saw this movie Gamera? Like uh, from Guardians of the Galaxy? No, ga- no, not Gamora. Gamera. Not ringing a bell. The, uh, the Japanese turtle movie. Not ringing a it's bell got at these all. Two, it's got these two girls that hatch from an egg, and they uh, they summon Gamera oh, to fight monsters yeah, in the city. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of like uh, Godzilla, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's he's a, he's a turtle. Universe, he tucks right? himself into his shell, and rockets come out. Like apparently, his entire biomass converts into rocket fuel, because as he tucks into his shell, he shoots rockets out and spins to whatever city he needs to to fight big things. I think I've seen this actually. It's on like a mystery science theater type of thing, right? Uh, I never, I, I have the I have the tragedy of watching these movies without the benefit of most oh. without with the benefit of mystery science theater. <laughs> I find them naturally just tortured torture yourself. Nice. Yeah. Next uh, boss is Overdrive <laughs> Ostrich. On the first the first shot, it must be like one of those things where like they flash when they get hit, because mm-hmm. he looks like he's made out of like mirrors. <laughs> yeah, I think it's like mid mid getting hit you think you're right this is kind of an interesting stage so it's part desert part like missile silo and you had to like climb up the missile silo at the end to get to the boss and uh, I remember fighting him he's rather difficult actually because he's constantly off screen shooting shit at you so to get actually give him damage is, is rather difficult yeah he looks like basically speed is his thing like he is yeah. the fastest fucker in this game yep no joke. Again, decent job of making an ostrich ostrich look badass. Oh yeah, they like they did great jobs making everything look imposing. Like the next mm-hmm. guy, who uh, a Magna centip- Centipede, mm-hmm. and he's a robot which is which has a centipede coming out of his back. Yeah, and that's about it. He can pierce you, of course, with the centipede's little uh, pincers. Mm-hmm. Which I imagine will fuck you up. Yeah, this is one of the weaker ones. He's got something called a silk shot, which is just like a laser beam. It's just kind of kind of a weak uh, implementation of it. And then next up is the guy that we saw on the cover, Wheel Gator. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's pretty he's pretty cool looking as a ga- as a gator might seem. Oh, yeah, you think a robot gator with mm-hmm. webbed feet would look awesome? Well, you're right. Yep. Next up is uh, okay, uh, Morph Moth. On his break from the Pride Parade, <laughs> we have Morph Moth. 
most brightly colored villain I've ever seen. <laughs> and it does not get better for him because X is here to give it to him. Yep. And he, unfortunately, has the stage where he's in the junkyard. So this is one of those stages where they have, like, floating stuff, like, the trash that's, like, floating up and down that you get a blast through. And uh, I remember that it talks about the mini-boss here. He's actually the more interesting boss in the in the level. Um, so he actually... There's a, a little tinier bot that goes inside, inside of a larger bot. So you have to shoot the little bot inside of this guy's... The, the giant shell's, like, chest, essentially. Oh, like a parasite. He, yeah, he flies around the room, and he reassembles a new body... Um, when you destroy the previous one, you have to do it a handful of times before you can, you know, finally destroy the little guy and move on. That is cool. Some guy that like makes his weapons out of all the junk. Yeah, it makes around. Yep, it makes an exoskeleton of the junk to fight you essentially. So he's actually a really interesting um, boss. It's like say. a robot version of Krang. Yeah, they can reassemble its parts like magnetically or whatever. And next up is. I just have to say the most disappointing guy in terms of artwork. The bubble crab who does not look like a crab at all. Yeah. This guy is weak. Weak sauce. <laughs> but uh, you know who isn't? What? Fuck. You talk about gay pride parade. Look at this guy. Flame stag. Oh, he's he's the man. He's a flamer. <laughs> but <laughs> yes. Damn. Mm-hmm. Damn, he, he's like one of those gay guys that's just like, you're going to respect the shit out of me or I will beat the fuck out of you because I can. <laughs> yeah, you don't mess with him. Yeah, he is a, uh, what is he, like a deer? Well, he's a stag. Yeah. So he's a robot stag with flames for antlers and mm-hmm. flaming fists. This guy is respectable as a threat. Pretty bad ace. <laughs> Okay. So I uh, guess with this blast, he would uh, use them to rocket around the room and throw fireballs at you. Uh, is it just me or the last one? It seems like he's throwing ice. I think you have to. Um, you have to. Okay. So it says, if you want to target them with the superior firepower, use bubble splash. He hates that stuff. Um, I think you're pouring water on his fire at that point. And, well, that last insert, it looks like the ice is coming from him. Oh, you know what I think it is? I think it's one of those things where it's mid-shot, and it's catching it flashing. Oh, okay. So, let's look at the last page here. We got the X-Hunters, mm-hmm. where we where basically like the Mega Man Hit Squad is coming to take out the Blue Bomber. And we have Violin, who apparently is the big bruiser of the group. And then Surges, which is uh, an old man in a spaceship who goes into a wall to shoot you with out of random turrets. <laughs> and then Agile, who looks like a glorified version of, like, Pride Moth. <laughs> and then Sigma, who... <laughs> yeah, apparently he takes the form of different bosses or he puts you through a boss rush. And then he becomes a, uh, a wireframe version of... Uh, uh, Andros from yeah. Star Fox or Master Control Program, whatever. There you go. Alright, good game. If you haven't played it, it's classic Mega Man, you should. Next game, it's called Pieces. 
Did you play I had pieces? A better, no, but I reviewed it on the graveyard shift. You reviewed pieces in the graveyard shift? Yeah, it was a horror movie called Pieces. Oh, okay. It was from Brazil in the uh, 80s. It was really fucked up. It had this guy who... Uh, there was a guy... Who, the red herring in that movie, he was played by the very same guy that played Bluto in the Popeye movie. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And he was in this movie for, I don't know, a couple of minutes, and... He comes across like a scene with a dead body, and we all we're all allowed to believe it's him. And then the cops come out of nowhere and start like just tackling him, like having this weird Benny Hill fight <laughs> with him. And this kid, this is taking place inside a school swimming pool. And this kid runs off after getting thrown by this guy, and he comes back with a two by four, you know. The, you know, the usual two-by-fours that people have in the storage of the school pools? Mm. You know, just in case they're they're too heavy for a flotation device, you got to hand them the two-by-four. So it, it was a fucked up movie. Uh, the movie ends mm-hmm. with, with this guy. He's been killing girls, taking pieces. That's the name of the movie. Ah. What pieces and, is he taking? Uh, various pieces. No, Different pieces particular? every time. No pattern? Well, the pattern is that it's never the same piece. Oh. So, like, keeps we... It, we're keeps the cops to, guessing. Yep. And we see these interstitial cuts of him putting a puzzle together of a naked girl covered in his mom's blood. Oh, lovely. And at the very Mommy. end, when the cops... When the cops kill him, they find out who it is, they kill him, and one guy, like, leans against a bookshelf, like, falls through it because it's one of those swinging bookshelves, and on the other end is all the pieces sewn together, like like a frightening as fuck Sally from Nightmare Before Christmas. Lovely. And it falls on the same kid that grabbed the 2x4 to take out Bluto. And after the kid gets his shit together, he's like, oh, man, that, that was really messed up. Well, I'm going to go grab my jacket and leave and let, you know, let the cops take care of all this. The hand comes up, and throughout this entire movie, it's like we've established that this is just like a regular human killer. Mm-hmm. So this dead body... Out of nowhere, raises up its hand as he's walking over it, grabs his nuts, and squeezes. And you see something pop from her fist. Mm. Lovely. And that's how it ends. The credits come right afterwards. Like, no establishing, why is this per- Why is this thing alive? What happened to the kid? Did he die? Is he just, like, <laughs> wishing he did? Nothing. It's just one of those terrible things in horror movies where it's just corpse- or like something awful credits nice and that was my experience with pieces so it's a dumb game <laughs> so it's a d- that's that's the whole thing is the game is dumb well i'm, I'm well that pieces, was your review on the that, game that we have for this podcast is the game is was, dumb that was my review on the movie i see you have to tell me about the game because i didn't play it. i thought you I, did i watched the movie okay this is I nothing to, this game has nothing to do with the movie it's a puzzle game Called pieces, as Man, in puzzle pieces. Jesus. Oh, <laughs> okay, man. so did you play this game? No. This is John. Well, I wasn't. This is your homework, I think. No, John didn't assign me that. He assigned me uh, Sequest and Sports. Okay, maybe I think we thought you, you said you'd played this. It's like, oh, I reviewed this on the blah 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 t- podcast. No, I reviewed it on the Graveyard Shift podcast because I saw the horror movie pieces. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but you didn't play the game. I've just I've just been wasting your time since John's not here to do it. I've, I've been it. picking up his slack. God damn, you son of a bitch. <laughs> All right, so what the hell is this thing? 
This. Okay, it says, yeah. Big Time Family Fun with this weird, uh, I thought it was like a diversion of Rob. The challenge is in using puzzle pieces to create images and in, and in getting it done faster than your opponent. So it's a versus game where you put together picture puzzles virtually using a Super Nintendo controller uh, against an opponent. And we have. Yeah, I guess you'd be using them to drag them from the side, and we have put a, them in spot, and rotate them, I would assume. And why do we have power meters at the bottom? Well, I want to hear about the this trash can robot that says Geeky Gilbert. I, I, I'm <laughs> Gilbert. I have concentration power, but I need to watch my opponent's moves more closely before I make a move. Oh my god, is that like his jaw or a, or a tongue that's like going down to his dick? Oh, uh, you know what it is? You can play one player against the computer, and these are different computer opponents. you got Geeky Gilbert, and then next to that you have Revengeful Ryoko. <laughs> which is like a geisha with a or with a if you if quagmire and drag as if a you ghost. wanted to play the ring or the grudge but have no stakes in it whatsoever mm-hmm. then you would be doing this so she, and it looks like you're putting together gamera she says gasped you defeated my ghostly power someday i will avenge my defeat well you can keep going on with your unfinished business because i'm going to toast this bitch every time so I would say playing a real, putting together a real puzzle is probably more fun. Yeah, at least that way you can throw a puzzle in your friend's eye when you when you're finally snapping him for making you put together a friggin' puzzle instead of actual fun <laughs> stuff. <laughs> nice. Okay, next game for Super Nintendo is Kirby's Dream Course. This is another one that was John's homework. <laughs> it, oh my god. Yeah, it's a it's a miniature golf game. Uh, ironically enough, he's out playing miniature golf right now. Um, so, so it says, the game, unique game that combines elements of golf, pool, and action games. Kirby's Dream Course from Nintendo actually consists of eight courses with eight holes. On each course, you'll find water hazards, hills, trees, and a final hole. Just like on a golf course, we also have special skills to warp, jump, fly, stop, and turn in ways that golf balls never do. He said it was a kind of a, kind of a cool little game uh, that stars Kirby. If you're looking at the maps, it kind of looks like uh, the same aesthetic as like Marble Madness. So they're all checkered courses, essentially, to kind of try to show depth from an isometric angle of the hills and valleys on their various golf courses. And uh, guess what? Kirby's the ball. So you get to smack Kirby around. Did Kirby sign up for that? I. He looks happy in the picture. (laughs) I like abuse. (laughs) Hit me, me, daddy, hit me. I get to stop sucking. (laughs) So the whole coverage is about the different different courses they have, which not a whole lot of value in us going over that. That's just telling you about, oh, look, here's this isometric map. Here's this isometric map. Okay, next game is another Kirby game. This is a... Take two to so the reviewing a game that's already been out for a while for Super Nintendo's Kirby's Avalanche. Which oh, so this is like the predecessor to Bejeweled or Candy Crush. Yeah, it, uh, it's kind of like a Tetris type game. Do they? Yeah, they do. They fall. Okay. Oh, so you don't? You're not able to like swap them around? Oh, I'm sorry. Afterwards? It's like Doctor Mario. Oh, oh, well, <laughs> so much difference. There we go. 
Yeah, yeah. It's Nintendo ripping off each other. They just like, okay, we got Yoshi's soggy cookie. We got soggy cookie. <laughs> There's different. Uh, it's a cute, cute uh, graphics game. But uh, if you if These, you played Doctor Mario, you've kind of already played the game before. Yeah, except like the one, the one, <laughs> the one vital difference is that these pieces sort of like gel together when mm-hmm. they're the same color. Yeah. So it looks like they can't be separated. It would seem they can't be separated afterwards. Yeah, that's the whole point. Is like instead of just touching each other, they actually the these blobs will actually glob onto each other once they're connected, and it's only uh, it's they won't go diagonal though. And to get, yep, and that's the only difference. To get a certain number of them touch each other before the blobs explode and the levels go move down. I think I'd rather play this than the golf one. Really? Well, Doctor Mario is a fun game. If I can just play those same mechanics with a different face on it, man, golf one looks more fun than this. Come on now. Oh, golf well, one's whichever unique. One ha- whichever one has the cutest dance on the end. I think they both do. It's Kirby. Yeah. Okay. So you're gonna have that dee 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 dee. Next game is a part two of a game we just reviewed last episode, which is The Lion King. It's more levels. Well, I just can't wait to move on. It has a nice little thing in the back here telling you about um, how the game is made and how they how Virgin Games and Disney broke new ground with the simultaneous release of The Lion King, the anime movie, and Lion King, the video game. So it says, for the first time, a game was released while the movie was still playing in theaters. So they use the same hand-drawn graphics for the video game and they actually had Disney animators creating backgrounds that were then scanned as computers that Westwood Studios then used. And they have a screenshot, a couple of screenshots from what appears to be a behind the scenes video that I'm sure you could get a copy of if you go on YouTube. Featuring what appears to be Bruce Campbell's younger brother in a Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Okay. Next up, we have the poster, uh, which the scan is just cut into three pieces, unfortunately. It's for Donkey Kong Land, and we've got our usual suspect of Diddy Kong in the middle here. You've got Rambi, the rhinoceros next to him. You've got a was it Kronk? Kronkite? Kremlin. You have a Kremlin, uh, Kremling, I forget what it's called, in the background, kind of with his cross eyes, and we have a new character, which is a flying pig, which is pretty, pretty darn cute. Yep. All right. Let's see what time we're at here. Oh, we still got some time. Moving on, right along here, we have a 16-page special on Super Punch-Out. Oh, my God. 16 pages on a boxing game? You punch them. Yeah. I mean, we've kind of already... Let's go through the characters some more because we've already kind of reviewed this. They're, they're basically going over all the different moves that uh, you can do, and then they're going over how to beat each one of the the uh, 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 bosses here. I, I love the fact that we preface this earlier on by saying that they needed all the pages to give us all these amazing games, and yet they give us 16 pages on what is essentially, here's your health, here's their defense, here's how you break their defense for each character, done. Yeah. And fuck you, you're not getting any nester. <laughs> That's right. 
Well, they have to pay Illustrator for that, and with this, they can just slap together some some existing screenshots. Right, so we see the good defense, how to uh, dodge hits, and then the hit limit, which apparently tells you how many punches that you can throw during a flurry. And then there's quick left jabs and knockout punches. But I think what we really need to get here is to the characters, because yes. we, we figured out the rest. Hit them. Don't get hit. So let's find out who are you going to hit. Gabby J, which is the uh, from France, France, which is which is the second skinny, flabby Frenchman that you uh, cut your teeth on in a game. They're picture, still keeping up the racism. Picture uh, William H Macy <laughs> in with boxing yeah. gloves. Yeah. So again, one hundred and ten like, pounds, the, with, age fifty-six. The punch out people putting a Frenchman as your as your beginning opponent. Like they're trying to establish a theme here. Because they're bitches, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> His record is one in ninety nine. He's one he's won against somebody. He's lost the last Joe, time. probably. <laughs> Next up, from your homeland of Canada, we have a guy called Bear Hugger. The, uh he's yeah, he's King Heppo. Basically, you hit him. He, his uh, set, his his guard drops. He sticks his tongue out. So literally, King Hippo with a beard. Mm-hmm. But he's from Canada, so apparently you hit him in the in the poutine locker, and then you <laughs> and that that creates an opening for a jab right in the chin, which apparently turns him into a uh, conehead. Mm-hmm. I think that is no wait. That's his chin. Is yeah, his, his chin turned up. up. Yeah. As his tune turned up, but again, like it makes it, he looks like fucking Majin Buu from from Dragon Ball. Mm-hmm. Next up, you got Piston Hurricane. <laughs> his his attack move is the bear clap, oh. which he probably got in the woods from from a bear. <laughs> I would imagine, unless he came across a very promiscuous deer who managed to uh, who managed to figure out how to avoid getting eaten. So. So it reminds me, like, so I, I subscribe to uh, this on, on YouTube. I have a subscription to uh, Vice News channel because they had some, like, interesting thing about after Charlottesville, they had a thing, right? And um, so anyways, I'm, I'm kind of, like, scrolling through, like, okay, what can I listen to in the way to work kind of thing? And one of them was, like, weird, you know, cultural traditions, uh, donkey sex. And I'm like, all right. I had to. I have to tune into this, you know. So I'm all like, you know, save offline. Then I start playing <laughs> it, and I'm thinking it's gonna be, you know, like the, the whole Tijuana Donkey Show thing, right? <laughs> I thought it was just like one of those things. Because like, all yeah, right, the history let's, of let's, beastie. Let's, the proud, the proud American history of bestiality. And no, it was in Colombia, and it's not women with donkeys. It was men, and it was like a thing where, like, in Colombia. I guess it's like super Catholic, so there's no girls having like underage, no, not underage, sorry, premarital sex, and uh, the the kids out, in, you know, maybe half hour outside of outside of the major cities, are are being raised to go, hey, uh, you need to go have sex with a with a donkey, so that when you're with a real woman, you know what to do, kind of thing. And they're like, <laughs> when, she, when oh, she starts kicking, they're like 11, 12, you know, 13, 14 years old, and they go have sex with donkeys for the first time. And if you like, want to have sex with something, if you want to have sex with something that's seven years old, 
hit the field. <laughs> so anyway, so like, you know, they have the main guy that it's just some idiot hipster, like talking to kids around the, the in the neighborhood kind of thing. And that's all fine and good. But then they get back into like their little um, golf cart type Jeep and their driver. He's like super excited about this topic. He's the local driver. And he's like, oh, no, let me show you. And this guy's, you know, in his late 50s or whatever. And they go find a donkey. And he just, like, walks right up to it. And he's like, boop. <laughs> just like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Not even any <laughs> foreplay? No, he took the donkey behind the bush or whatever. And then they show the video. They don't they blur out, like, the him and the donkey part. But they just show, like, his face. And, like, he was so happy. <laughs> just like... Uh, and like the best part is like the ki- the guys that went there to film this, they're in like a therapist's office after the fact. Is like we can't scrub what we've seen from our minds. Help us. Meanwhile, process. he's he's got a smi- he's got a smile on his face. Like the best part is is that they got hoops, so they can't call for lawyers and therapists. <laughs> yeah, they keep they keep it to themselves. That's why animals are the best because they know how to suck it up. Yeah, it's messed up. <laughs> they can't press charges because animals don't have rights. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was like he like it was, the guy was like married and like he'd go home and like you know his wife would be upset with him every time anytime he had sex with a donkey. But not enough to divorce him. Yeah, <laughs> just annoyed. Like it's the same. It's the same then, equivalence as he, if he like, didn't do the dishes that he's, day. He's all describing, <sighs> you know, fuck like the donkey again. He's describing like. Oh, yeah, I couldn't help myself. I've been working a long day, and I drove along, and I saw one, and it had a nice ass. I'm like, it is it a, nice a nice ass. ass. <laughs> <laughs> I came back there, and I just... And took it behind the bush. <laughs> Look, I had a carrot. It, it, it took it. That was consent. It, it knew the arrangement. Yeah. They, like, showed the picture of the donkey's face, and it's just, like, it had no there's idea ca- anything is going on. It's just, like, eating, like, you know, there's a, a bush. There's a carrot on the nightstand. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is so messed up. Whatever culture. Oh, my gosh. All right. Oh, that's, what ha- that's what happens when the women get too uppity. They, can, they get replaced. There you go. Get turned to donkeys. Next up from Cuba, we have Piston Hurricane. Not a whole lot to say about him. So your generic, uh, muscly, actual looks like an actual boxer. Well, no one that's like realistic. You know. I would say he looks like Bald Bull, except he's got hair. And who's next? Bald Bull. Bald Bull. Who keeps the bull charge? Yep. And apparently has the same weakness. You would think you he'd be the thing on his head. <laughs> that tumor, yeah, the on tumor his skull on his head, yeah. Because his head is round, except for that big cone dome, yeah, on top of it. Like it does not, it does not match the rest of his skull. Yeah, it looks like an old Warner Brothers cartoon where someone gets hit in the head and they like they're, a big bump raises up. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. And then uh, after and him, we've got, obviously, a call-out to Bob Marley. It's Bob Charlie from Jamaica. Who was uh, rocking them dreads. Yep. Unfortunately, and this is before uh, daggering was popular, so he's not daggering. <laughs> dagger boxing. 
I'm gonna dagger you with my fist. <laughs> I seriously can't get enough of like those videos. <laughs> I can't get enough. It's so ridiculous. Just like pro like we, wrestling on a on a concrete dance floor. In we got no infrastructure. Town. Yeah. We got no infrastructure, but we did perfect the art of dry humping. <laughs> I know. I'm like, what girl what women are signing up for this? We're just getting tossed around and thrown on concrete floors. I want to get poked by a guy <laughs> who can who can jump off on. of a ladder, you know, six feet in the air and just just land right on my crotch. It's like I want to have all the uh, the accumulative impact of sex in one second, one exchange, <laughs> one exchange. and then I'll move on with my day. <laughs> it's like it's I want to have like something with the with the accumulated force of seven of like 20 dozen thrusts. Can we in just one. get that all in one? Mm-hmm. And then I can like move on and hang out with my girlfriends and tell them how great my day was. Uh, I wish exercise could be that like that. You know, like New Year comes around, you're like, all right, I'm going to spend all day at the gym. I'm going to get it all done for the whole year. <laughs> I'll do this again next year. <laughs> then I come out looking like Dragon Chan. Mm-hmm. Who, <laughs> I like, even his 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 uh, logo face, he's always like, oh. Yep. Definitely not Bruce Lee. We have Masked Muscle, who's got the luchador mask on, and is super buff. Hold on, there's something you, we're missing. Dragon Chan when he does this triple oh. kick, then he's got that that awful stereotypical Asian overbite. Where? Where? For the triple kick, where he basically like breaks the rules of boxing and fucking kicks your face in. Oh, oh my God! Oh my God! That one frame. That is so racist. It is the it is like it is like wartime Warner Brothers overbite. Like you know, like he's not just going, but he's also going. Ah, yeah, that's like that uh, band uh, Bugs Bunny cartoon. Cartoon, or it's called like. Oh, Bugs Bunny nips the nips. It's called like get those get those Japs or something like that. No, it was Bugs Bunny nips the nips. Was it? Yeah, I, that's one of my favorite cartoons. I fucking love that thing. When the soldiers come on and he shows up as an ice cream man and he's handing them out pops, he's handing them out ice creams and they're all secretly grenades. No, he's Except, got one called You're a Sap, Mr. Jap. Or Slap a Jap. There's so many awful wartime cartoons which are. It, it's sad that they're so hilarious, but they're <laughs> obviously made with ignorance and hatred. Oh, excuse me. That was Popeye. Was You're a Sap, Mr. Jap. Yeah, you got to keep your wartime cartoons in check. Man. I'm sorry. <laughs> so yeah, Bugs Bunny nips the nips. That's one where he's on an island. He he lures in one guy as a geisha, and he like gives them a, a bomb or something. And then when he encounters a sumo, he fights him sumo style. <laughs> Jeez. I mean, like the way he takes on these these guys, it is so. You think he's like. Oh, they're actually showing some Japanese culture while insulting them as a race of monkeys. Like yep. it is, it it is banned for good reason. But seriously, find it anyway because as long as you can take it as like nothing that you should take seriously, it is seriously one of the funniest, <laughs> like joke per minute cartoons hmm. ever done. Nice. All right, next up, um, masked muscle. Like I said, from Mexico. 
and he's got the uh, Lucha Libre mask on. He's got he's actually got a uh, move called the Muscler. <laughs> what the hell is that a move? It, uh, uh, it's a jab and an uppercut. Okay. <laughs> and then apparently he's Cobra related. So he's got a, something called a Venom spray. So he just spits in your eyes apparently, which apparently is legal in this <laughs> boxing league. Well, if, if if the last guy can kick you in the face while insulting his people, mm. then, <laughs> you know, of course this guy's going to chew on a fucking Sinaloa pepper and then spit in your mm. eye. Then he has something called the King Cobra, which is a cheap shot headbutt. <laughs> yeah, because we're just downright fucking turning this into MMA. Pretty much. I mean, you may as well at this point. Just get the crotch shots in while you're at it. We and have, then Mr. Uh, Sandman, determined to stay even-tempered, he can't help but be upset when you try to claim his belt. But didn't this guy used to be white? Mr. Sandman? Yeah. Uh, in the uh, original Punch-Out, I think yeah. he... Yeah. Was it least white guy in the original Punch-Out? Or at least he was like a more tanned black rather mm. than this guy. But yeah, he's definitely been... Uh, <laughs> he's basically... Uh, Hitting the bronzer? No, this is like this isn't getting the bronzer. This is getting the oh, he's in blackface. The, yeah, this is the Otis. Uh, <laughs> fuck, who the hell was the guy that played JFK in Bob Robert Downey Jr. No, <laughs> that's that's one thing. But I was gonna go with JFK from Bubba Hotep. Oh, this guy's more like uh, they faked, Charlie they Murphy. Faked his, they faked his death and then they just died him. <laughs> they died me this color. Oh yeah, I know you're talking about. Yeah, that movie's fantastic. Yeah, we reviewed that for the graveyard shift. That was one of the funniest ones. Yeah, it's, it's a good done. one. It's a good one. Uh, all right, so he's got something. Oh, in. my God. Next up is the Aryan. Yeah. His name is Aaron Ryan, but that's definitely like a turn on Aryan because he's got like a Hitler-style cut. Yep. And, like, he definitely looks like a fucking skinhead, like... Like he looks like almost every one of those guys that was in Charlottesville. Mm-hmm. He's supposedly Irish. Uh, he's got a move called the St. Pat's Jig, <laughs> and another one that's called the Irish Cream. <laughs> oh my God! Does he jizz in your eye? No, it's just we've had other guys spitting in your yeah. eye. I wouldn't put it past them. No, he's just punching. <laughs> nothing, nothing crazy with him. Uh, so we got this NRA psycho. Yes. Who's got a move called the clincher, which is, uh, well, I don't, these pictures aren't telling us anything. It looks like he's just like putting up his guard and then you break his guard. Nice. Ah, and then from Japan, Heiki Kagero, the slender man from Japan with the long, dangerous tresses has plenty of sly moves to throw your way. And as it, I can imagine it would be hard to get this guy an uppercut since he's got no chin. And then he, uh, well, he whips his hair back and forth. Whip and he my does hair back called, and forth. Whip my hair back and forth. Then he does something called the Mirage Dance, which I guess he, like, pulls a shinobi on you and teleports around. Nice. All right. Then we had Mad Clown, which is also King Hippo, essentially. <laughs> it's the same thing, just now you're in clown makeup. Except this guy's from Italy, so he's, like, Pagliacci... Homeboy 
Farm boy. There's no reason they, there's nothing there's nothing related to Italian in him. It's just they happen to give him from somewhere. I know you think he'd at least look like Pagliacci. Yeah. Then you got Super Macho Man. And this guy's been to the tanning salon way too much. Oh, th- this guy's fucking George Hamilton. Yes. Leather. Leathery skin. <laughs> and then we've got uh, Narciss Prince. This guy looks like uh, Chaz from uh, Fantasy Star. <laughs> You're absolutely right. And uh, he's got a British blaster and a peeved prince moves and then a royal uppercut. He's got, he's got sort of that blonde, floppy hairdo, uh, vein kind of thing going on. Then you have another racist stereotype here, Hoi Quarlo from China, age 78. Basically uh, Yoda slash Mr. Miyagi. Slash one of those ancient uh, Chinese masters with the Fu Manchu kind of all thrown into one. Uh, he, he brings a stick into the ring because, you know, you know, we forgot, like, fuck the MMA now. Now mm. we're just now it's just fucking backyard wrestling. He's bringing a stick into the ring to just fucking beat the shit out of you. Yeah. And then we talked about the last two guys before. It's the brothers, Rick Bruiser and Nick Bruiser. They both are just big, muscly, bald guys of very various pink, fleshy colors that uh, are, I'm assuming, difficult to beat. Okay, um, do you want to take a break here and uh, cut over the second half? Sure. All right. We're going to pick it up uh, next time at the sports scene, so that'll be thrilling. Um, thanks, everyone, for tuning in to the first half of this issue you can find more about the podcast on our website playwithpowerpodcast.com and Mike what do you have for us well we've got uh, got if you want to hear me talk without so many Americans slowing us down it's just one and, right uh, now you... <laughs> we got to be so, so asshole if you want to hear more of me and less them, you can check out the Graveyard Shift Horror Podcast. We talk horror movies with me and Sheldon Brown. We are we just uh, we're in the middle of our Halloween that isn't Halloween spectacular, which means that we review horror movies that take place during Halloween but aren't the Halloween franchise. Hmm. Well, that sounds thrilling. Uh, <laughs> and how can they find more about the graveyard shift? You can find us at facebook.com slash the graveyard shift pod, or you can find us on, on iTunes, Google, Google play and Stitcher at the graveyard shift horror with Sheldon and Mike. Of course, if you look on, uh, yeah, if you look on Stitcher, we're number two in the search results. So yay, we're doing good. Search results for. Uh, graveyard shift. Yep, and on iTunes we are the first. Mm, right on. Because why I was I was with a fa- I was with someone today, and on their iPad, which means that like they had, like they have no podcast at all. So there's none of this like oh familiar algorithm bullshit. No, they don't have any podcast. So I typed in the search the graveyard shift. First result horror with Sheldon and Mike. So type in the graveyard shift on iTunes. We're the first ones there. Nice. The graveyard. With the, with the skull and the tombstones, that's us. Number one with a bullet. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I'm Ben. I'm Mike. 
And now you're playing with power. Entertainment system. Now, your 